0: weeks working on the online course and getting that filmed
1: getting an online course now yeah. that's exciting yes any uh any aspirations with that what 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 are you hoping to accomplish with the online course
0: seven figures baby
1: seven figure. nice awesome seven figures how many people uh we'll we'll go is a course for the kids or is a course for the parents
0: well actually both because and we can talk about this in the in the interview um the course is for parents but the number one complaint parents uh offer is that they don't know what to say or how to say to their kids about body safety so i'm actually going to film videos where i speak directly to the kids that they can watch together as a family and then have a conversation about
1: that's brilliant yeah that's awesome. anything like it and you are so right. Do I, do I use that word? Do I not use that word? What have I already learned in school? Is my yeah. other, is my ex going to get mad at me for teaching this? That's a whole bag of awesome that you're producing for parents. <laughs> thank yeah. you. I mean, of have parents everywhere. <laughs> thank you. I can reference this too and be like, she said it, not me. And, and, yeah. and
0: she's well, I'm glad you're enthusiastic about that because like you're my test audience here.
1: I am. I, I'm, I'm loving that. Okay. Awesome. So, all right, let's see here. What are, um, all right, there's proactive parenting and protecting those kiddos. What are three like ultra secrets about proactive parenting?
0: Uh, I would say, first of all, you and your child have more power to protect them than you may think. That's the number one secret. A lot of people think that um, they don't have the ability to protect their kids when their kids aren't around or that their kids don't have the ability to protect themselves when the parents aren't around. And that is not true. Um, number two is that confidence is the number one predator repellent. So when you raise a confident child who is comp- who who, want, who knows how to trust their intuition and set boundaries and defend those boundaries, uh, wow. they are less likely to be a target for predators.
1: That's huge.
0: Yes. And then- third i would all
1: right s- welcome in to vision pros live with jackson callum i'm your show host we will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there awesome welcome in my friends to vision pros live i'm your show host jackson callum founder and ceo of first class business I am so 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 excited to have CJ Scarlett on stage. If you're not doing it already, Google her name. You will learn awesome things about her. She is the bad A grandma. I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid saying her title for the sake of making sure this reaches as many people as possible. Um, but she is that cool. She's dope. She's fresh. She's an OG. Whatever you want, whatever cool slang word you want to use, she's absolutely amazing. And she helps parents learn how to protect their kids um, from uh, concerns harmful things that exist online, in person, etc. cetera. She's super cool. We're going to be bringing her on in just a minute. Um, so be prepared for that. CJ are going to, going to rock this session. It's going to be a lot of fun. I got four kiddos. I don't know if y'all know that. I got four kiddos that are my world from 12 to three years old. And so every time I get to talk to CJ, and we've talked about, ooh, eight to 10 times now. Um, on different things that she's up to with the brand and her vision and just how awesome it is and what she's doing with Bark, et cetera. There's so many cool things about what's going on with her. Um, I get to learn a little bit more about how to help my kids. So every endeavor I have with her is, is 100% selfish. Um, in addition to the fact that I also um, may get to have some influence on, on the direction of the vision too on occasion. And I'm humbled by that. Let's talk about these sponsors real quick. Patrick Creighton of Laidback Languages. Um, So Patrick is he knows six different languages. He's mastered six languages and he's an amazing teacher. He's got an amazing heart. If you're in a position where you want to learn a foreign language for whatever reason, he's your guy. Um, This guy has incredible capacity to understand who people are, understand about the cultures and guide people towards learning languages fast. Um, As somebody who speaks Spanish myself. Um, you know, and and knows what it takes to learn another language. Um, I can say that his principles and mine align completely. I was able to pick Spanish up and learn it fluently in about four and a half months. It's not because I'm some super genius. Uh, it does have a lot to do with the diligence and determination, but there are other secret factors. I won't steal his thunder. Whereas I talked to him about what he does, I was like, "Ooh, that's why you're that amazing as a coach um, for language." So then there's detail publishing. Detail publishing for all of you entrepreneurs out there she is my content marketing queen. Um, She is one of my favorite entrepreneurs on earth, um, one of my favorite people on earth. This is Ashley Detail. She's a book publisher as well as content marketing strategist, worked with the Nomad Capitalists. helped them revamp uh, more than 2000 articles, most of which she also wrote, and the amount of R&D that it would take to write for one of the top performing um, financial advisors in the world. And we're talking about people coming to his conference in Costa Rica who are billionaires and multi-level multi level uh, multi millionaires. It just insane. How, how deep her brain goes into difficult territories while also having the capacity to publish a book called uh, Wallace, the Westie a, a Christmas story about a puppy and she's an amazing singer. She's so well-rounded. Why is that important? I find that the best entrepreneurs and the best servant leaders, those who are helping people win, tend to be extremely well-rounded individuals um and as i mentioned i've worked with thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs in different capacities from restaurant industries to pos companies to real estate and beyond and she is one of my absolute favorite people on earth so detailed publishing if you're in the process of considering writing a book publishing a book or sprucing up your content going into the new year you can't go wrong with what ashley's up to and last but not least the water project in fact i would say most importantly Um, If you have access to clean drinking water, um, then you probably don't think about it too often. There are millions of people who do not. And I love the water project because I can choose which community I'm helping based on what type of project um, is being done. How many people are going to be affected by it? And your contribution to the water project has a generational impact um, where kids don't have to go look for water when they, they should have the ability to just focus on school. Uh, I love the picture that's on the screen right now. These kids look like they're in Christmas day and it's because they got access to clean drinking water, the humility and the gratitude that exists with that. Again, urges my heart to say, you know what, how can I help more of these communities do this? Now I, I can't, I don't have the budget to be able to, to fund every single one of these projects, but I do have a voice and I can share this for people and I can contribute what I can. My request of you is this. If you're not in a position to contribute financially, Simply share this. Um, You never know who in your network will end up contributing to this by simply putting a voice to the cause. If you feel there's another cause that you'd rather see us contribute to, then please drop that in the comments as well. We'll take a look. We might even put it on the show as well. We're all about giving back. There's 8 billion people in this world who need a tremendous amount of help. Without further ado, let's dive into how we can protect the children with CJ Scarlett and her cause for helping parents become excellent parents and and proactive in their parenting. CJ, welcome to Vision Pros Life.
0: Jackson, thank you so much for having me today. I, I've been looking forward to this for a long time.
1: Absolutely. So from your military background, to uh, being able, to, teaching self-defense and going on media tours. And I've just seen your passion and dedication to the process of protecting children and empowering parents. I'd love for you to pull out some of your own highlights. So what are, what are some of the highlights of your path and journey to get to where you are right now?
0: You've got a picture of me there on the screen as a firefighter for the US Forest Service back when I was uh, oh 18, my. 18 years old. That's a
1: hard firefighting job too.
0: Yeah. And there was an Arkansas and Oklahoma that I fought fires. Now you've got me on the screen as the honor graduate of my uh, boot camp at Parris Islands, uh, South Carolina, when I was in the United States Marine Corps as a photojournalist. Wow. And that's just a picture of me and my boys when they were about six and nine, maybe. (laughs) And then and then um, I believe you have a picture of me with my grandkids uh, that several years old. And I want to say, Jackson, I follow you on Facebook and see the pictures of you and your gorgeous children. And you guys look so happy and you look like such a great dad. And kudos to you.
1: I do my best and they they raise me well.
0: I'm sure they do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. So uh, let's again, let's uh, dive in a, a little bit further too. Um, you know, so some of the you know, let's just dive right into. What's your vision for those that you serve, CJ?
0: My vision for those I serve, I serve parents, grandparents and other caregivers of kids zero to 18. And my vision for them is that they will feel confident in their own ability to protect their kids more than they're doing so now. A lot of people have some misunderstandings about how dangerous the world is. One-on-one the world is safer today than it was when I was born in 1961. Crime, however, online is going up precipitously and it terrifies a lot of people and it should. And parents um, are often confronted with these online dangers. They don't know what a lot of the online dangers are, but what they do know scares them and paralyzes them. They don't know what to do about it. And there's a lot that can be done. And I hope we'll dive into some of that today.
1: Absolutely. So you said something that I'm, I'm a big fan of um, and, and it's, because i'm assuming it's based in truth but rather than scaring the entire world about how worse everything is getting you said that a a different angle that the common mainstream is not willing to talk about because it doesn't drive any clicks Um, it doesn't drive any fear you said that the world's kind of getting safer in what ways i see it too what ways do you see it
0: there's less domestic violence, there's less sexual assault, there's less one-on-one crimes, robbery, burglary, all of it, the crime statistics have been going down, and we live in the safest time in human existence. Right. But you it's mean safer, like, like Dracula,
1: period. the original, right, who used to cut people's heads off, you yes, know, or, pikes. takes them to the grant pikes, and yeah, <laughs> exactly, and, and destroy his neighbors for not paying their rent, mm-hmm. um, you know, like that doesn't, I don't have to worry about my landlord doing that to me. <laughs> no. Um you know, and so, yeah. You thought of
0: something about you know, I don't. My role, my goal is to avoid scaring the devil out of the parents and the kids. That's my whole goal. There's a lot of information out there that is scary, but I try to put a add perspective to that and add hope by letting them know what they can do to combat those things. I am also a little inappropriate and snarky here and there to lighten it up a little bit because these are heavy topics we're dealing with. I were talking about. Right bullying and cyberbullying and child sexual abuse and assault and, and kidnapping and, and sex trafficking. I mean, these are very, very heavy, dark topics, yep. but so, so I use levity in, in, you know, in some cases to um, keep the parents engaged and keep them coming back for more.
1: It's important. Um, you know, you can easily join yourself in darkness, um, you yes, know, in, in, in those so. areas. And I appreciate that as well. Um, and it's, I know it's hard, uh, vision pros who are listening, like, you know, it, sometimes it takes a little bit of breathing just to go through these types of conversations, you know, breathing techniques to make it through. Um, mm-hmm. I used to have before the water project hour, um, was the, the entity, the cause that I supported for years and years and years, and I still support it. It's operation underground railroad. And mm-hmm. they, they help, um, with, they help fight child sex trafficking as well. Um, mm-hmm. and they, I had a, a team member who absolutely was resistant to us continuing with that cause as what i supported because of just the nature of how dark it was um and we let go of her before we let go of it i will say um you know yeah. I love her to death but there's there's no place from hiding from darkness no. that exists putting your um, head in the sand have,
0: doesn't make it go away it does not make it better
1: that's correct Um, And so I I do really appreciate what you're standing for. And that's why we wanted you on the show. Um, What's your vision for you, CJ?
0: My vision for me is to be the best version of myself. I believe that we, I don't know if we all have a predestined purpose here in this life, but I believe that if we take life as it comes, that we have choices at every juncture to stay depressed or to become a victim or to become a perpetrator or to overcome. And in my case with the history of child sexual abuse and two teen sexual assaults, and I was almost lured into a sex trafficking ring at the age of 19. um, I had a lot of darkness in my life and I was very much, um, I clung to the victim mentality myself for a lot of years and it was not productive and it didn't get me anywhere. And when I finally claimed my power, and began to heal from those things and work through the process of, of healing those things. Um, I discovered that I am, I'm not at the mercy of other people in, in life. I choose all the time I choose. And so my goal for myself, my vision for myself is to make the best possible choices that will lead me to be the best version of myself that I can be.
1: Hmm. I like that. Another why I, I 100% endorse that because that's my, my humble path as well. Like I'm, I'm trying, that's what I figure life is about is being my best self. took me a while to get to where I appreciated that. As I made that transition, I found more peace and happiness in what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, let's talk about some of these online tools for a minute. Um, so, uh, there was, there was something you talked about there that, that got me my brain on a tangent and it was, it was, uh, about the danger of these online tools or these online programs—shouldn't call them tools—these online programs that the apps and the utilize, right and things mm-hmm. like that, yeah. And even as an adult, right, I need to be protecting myself from what exists out there. And as, a, as somebody who also specializes in digital marketing, it's not uncommon for a client to say like, why aren't we using Snapchat? Why aren't we using TikTok for growth and all of that? I don't have a hard and fast rule against it. Um, there's still not enough case studies to convince me that we should go all in on a, on, a, on a path that way. But one of the challenges I face and one of the reasons why I don't, I will never allow my kids. I, I don't know what the other side of the equation will say or do, but TikTok and Snapchat, you know, you can open that app, go right to it without any filtering or knowing who you are. You have no mm-hmm. idea what's going to pop up on that screen. That's um, right. And uh, my kids don't need exposed to that.
0: No, um, they do not. Know
1: that not at their age. Um, you know, they don't they don't mm-hmm. wouldn't know what to do with that or, or how to react with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to endorse and and uh, proactively go into a platform that I have to also protect myself from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the moment I open it. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, as an example, a child's first exposure to p- online pornography um, occurs around the age eight, hmm. and the children aren't looking for that; they stumble upon it. mine
1: was four before wow. the internet.
0: Yes, and and back when we were kids, you know, you probably ran into your dad or your brother's stash of, of magazines, dirty magazines. But now the information is all over the internet, so your child could be researching something for school, something innocent. And be led by, by because of the algorithms, be led down a path into darker and darker content until they're they're viewing on you know pornography and even child abuse scenes on, online. And so you don't know what you're going to get. That's a problem. And a lot of parents let their children have unfettered access to these these apps and the texting and the chatting and the instant messaging and where a lot of the online conversations go on that are the most dangerous is with the instant messaging and the texting. And they don't know what they're, they don't know what they don't know. But I also think in some cases they're being willfully ignorant. They, they, it takes work to monitor your child's activities. I'm, yep. I'm really happy to say that I'm partnering with Bark, which is the world's leading parental monitoring app company that has apps and a smartphone that monitors your kid's online activity. And you don't have to spy on your kid. What they do is that they alert you when your child accesses content that's not appropriate if they talk about suicidal ideation, if they uh, view online pornography, if they start talking to somebody they don't know in person, Bark will the Bark app will let you know that this is happening so that you can take action. So you don't have to constantly spy on your kid. You can just be alert to these uh, to the monitoring that's going on in the background.
1: So uh, public reveal, I have not revealed this. I think I've told you about it. I don't know if I told you the whole concept. I'm writing a book on parenting.
0: Excellent. Did we, did
1: we discuss that book in depth? No. Like what it was. Well, I need co-authors for it. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in co-authoring the book with me, it's actually a very simple concept, but it is so mm-hmm. neat. And it's on this subject. It's called the third parent. And that really? third parent didn't exist before mm-hmm. the internet. But mm-hmm. now kids go online to see what their parents meant about what they said. And they Google mm-hmm. it, Google being yep. the third parent. And we got a series coming behind it. The fourth parent, Facebook, the fifth parent, instagram etc to expose but what's what's happening there um you know what ch- children are seeing as answers to also prepare parents for the conversations that mm-hmm. our parents didn't have to prepare for they, no. they didn't that this didn't exist they could say holistically you know what you're just gonna have to trust me on this or you know what you just don't get it yet and i i bought that i believe that in my parents they mm-hmm. they were protecting me nowadays we have to have more transparent open conversations so we'll we'll talk about this after but I would I'd love yeah, I would love to
0: talk about that. And we are digital immigrants, you and I.
1: Mm-hmm. We, oh, wow. the internet like came that.
0: into our lives when we were in our, you know, for me, I was in my thirties, my late thirties when I started using the internet and or I guess I was in my, my mid thirties. Uh, but our kids are digital natives. They don't, it's like a fish in water. They don't even know there's wow. water there. They're so, they're so immersed in this online world that it's difficult for them sometimes to tell fantasy from reality. And you know, uh, they, they don't know what's real. They don't know what's true.
1: What a powerful correlation um, for people who, who, uh, mm-hmm. who relate to that, which which I do. That's awesome. Okay, we're gonna dive into some leadership aspects for the Vision Pros out there. You've been you've been in leadership and you've done so much with your brand as well as uh, working for other brands, including uh, the military. What's your worst leadership experience ever?
0: When I worked for the North Carolina Attorney General's Office as a Director of Victims Issues in the mid '90s. I I initiated and co-led the implementation, this is a mouthful, of the nation's first automated victim notification system, which notifies victims before their perpetrators are released from from custody. So jail or prison, it notifies them 48 hours beforehand because in the olden days, you could be standing at the grocery store and turn around and your rapist is right behind you and you had no idea that he was even out. And so this was being done at a city level, but it had never been done at a statewide level. Well, I was only 35 years old when I implemented this and the people I had to bring together all the courts, all the prisons, all the law enforcement agencies, um, the prosecutor's offices, everybody who had different computer systems that didn't even talk to one another and convince them to all get in the same boat together. And they were so used to competing for funding and, and attention and everything like that, that they saw each other as the enemy. And then to compound that. So I had to, so I had to manage these very difficult relationships. And bring her over to the table. But also they looked at me like, who do you think you are? And there were two women, the head of the North Carolina Victim Assistance Network and the head of the North Carolina Domestic Violence um, Coalition Against Domestic Violence that challenged me every step of the way. They, they tried to sabotage this. It was going to help their constituents, but they didn't like the fact that this 30, 30-something woman, year old woman, had a project this big in her hands. I mean, I got the, grant, the million dollars to grant money for it and everything. And so they tried to make my life a living hell. And that was really one of the most difficult leadership experiences I've ever had. I did, I did bring on a gentleman who was the head of the court, excuse me, head of the prisons to be my co-chair. And that really helped bring everybody to the table. So one of the, one of the things I learned there was that when you don't necessarily have the experience or the cachet to lead yourself, bring in partners supplement your what you don't know with people who do know right and create those relationships.
1: Absolutely. So that that's great. So what would um, you mentioned that part of it was related to an inferiority complex, perhaps, and those two leaders? Um, and, it was said, mm-hmm. hey, and then um, what else would you define as characteristics that drove those two individuals to to lead so poorly?
0: I, I don't know if it wasn't because if it was because it wasn't their idea or they just thought I was an upstart or I, I, you know, I'm actually not sure what it was. In fact, the chief justice of the state Supreme Court didn't want the, the project to go through either. He challenged me. Mm. And I'm happy to say that this is it's now been almost 30 years and that system is still in place.
1: That's awesome. Absolutely, and, and you well, know, there's there's healthy challenges of too, right? There's there's people who uh, there's different motivations for challenging situations, um, mm-hmm. you know. But it, there was definitely um, some clarity around uh, at least the the perhaps the inferiority complex or the the politics too that goes in behind the scenes.
0: Mm-hmm. And, yes, uh, that's
1: why it's so important to have diplomatic skills. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when you're when you're leading, what would you say your best leadership experience has been? This could be yours. This could be anybody's. This could be a movie that you saw. But well in what were you every, about
0: In every leadership role I've had where I've been CEO or in the C-suite, um, I have encountered tremendous challenges because of the growth curve, because I was a military brat and then I was in the military and then I was a nonprofit. And so moving to government and to corporate was a very different game. Yeah. And so there's a lot I didn't know. And so as challenging as that was, at every step, I had the best teachers. I believe the bigger the butt head, the better the teacher. So the people that we we say are our enemies or have, or want to sabotage us or, or have it in for us, like those two women with, with uh-huh. that of the program, are our best teachers. And right. so my best leadership experience has been growing more humble and more appreciative of the lessons I can learn from the people who thwart me because they're really there for my growth. They're really helping me. They don't know that they're helping me, but they are helping me.
1: Right. Sometimes they do know that would be the, yeah. uh, that would be like Denzel Washington representing the coach and yeah. remember the Titans, right. He's, mm-hmm. he certainly had his player's best interests at heart, but mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to mince words about yeah. what you did wrong uh, or what you did. Right. And that's, that's a, an inspiration to me in a world that, um, Oh, struggles to embrace that personality these days. <laughs> uh, I like that. The bigger the butthead, the better the teacher. That's funny. Um, funny and true. What powerful lesson? All right. If this was the last thing you could share with us, what powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience, CJ?
0: I would say that what I would hope they would learn from my experience is that nothing is impossible. If you are willing to do the work, If you are willing to take the hits, if you're willing to get up again over and over and over again, you will succeed in some way. It may not look like what you originally envisioned, but you will succeed in one way or another. So do not give up no matter what, no matter how far away it looks like you are from your goal. You may have to shift your goal and pivot, but you will you will be happy with the results if you stick with it.
1: I love that i and that's i love that you combined it i don't have to do it now nothing is impossible and my immediate thought was yeah when you've been as diligent as you have um right yes when you've done the work um you know i'm putting the effort you've paid your dues to understand what it is you know you're, you're going for and after and then you talked about the pivots as well that occur That was beautiful um, I, That's a a morning mantra to wake up to. If you're listening you might just cut that segment (laughs) and listen to that over and over by CJ for a few weeks and see your, your, your life flourish. Um, all right. So let's dive in a little bit further now on, on protecting the kids and, uh, you know, proactive parenting. Um, what, which route do you want to take us CJ on that? This is your call because it's your subject. We can go into your books. We can go into talking about the online course that's coming up or your active programs currently.
0: Well, I would love to talk about the online course actually because when I talk to parents, the number one complaint I get is that they don't know what to say or how to say it to their children about body safety. And so they say nothing. In my case, my parents didn't teach me anything about my body, boys' bodies, sex, anything. So, not surprisingly, I became I got pregnant at 15 and didn't know a thing about what I was doing or what was what. Forgive the dogs in the background. Um,
1: we love dogs. It's all good. Dogs are great. Good.
0: <laughs> um, because they were too embarrassed, because they didn't know what to say, they left me unarmed. They left me unprepared to deal with a very real right. world with with the, you know boys in it and you know again we didn't have the online world to deal with. It's so much more complex for kids. We cannot. We can say we understand where our kids are coming from right now, but we simply cannot because of the issues they face and the the challenges they face in their world today is so distinct from the one that we experienced that we can do our best to listen, but we cannot really get it. They are living in a totally different reality than we lived in. And the the good news about that is that they have a lot to teach us. And the other good news is that, there are children have more power to protect themselves than we may believe if we take action. Right. I'm sorry, I you, you talked, you.
1: I'm, I'm sure it feels loud on your end. On our end, your dog sounds very pleasant. Okay. Um, so <laughs> makes me want to pet your puppy. Um. So the uh, all right. So going into the, the children and confidence Um. what are some things that we can do? to empower our children with a a healthy, healthy dose of confidence in who they are.
0: Yes, because as I mentioned earlier to you, confidence is the number one predator repellent. Predators look for children when they're looking for victims. They look for children who are unsure of themselves, who need attention or affection or or um, who clearly are not going to put up resistance. And that is not the fault of the child in any way. I'm not victim blaming in any way. It's totally the fault of the predator. But they look for easy victims.
1: Well, in addition to those mm-hmm. who aren't as confident, are less likely to communicate.
0: Yes, right. Less likely to
1: talk. You know, like I'm going to talk, and and so I can see why I wouldn't be on somebody's radar. Um, you know, and t- t- same is true in business. Somebody wants to take advantage of me in business. They know I'm going to ask all the hard questions. I'm going to mm-hmm. make sure that the contract makes sense, and they're just going to go away right away because I mm-hmm. know I'm going to do my due diligence. Um, right, and. Again, it doesn't justify the criminal and and what they're doing at all. But it's a very important thing to consider if your child struggles to communicate. That may be a sign that they're struggling with their confidence. So, yeah, go ahead and help us see how do we how do we empower them with confidence?
0: Um, We start it starts when they're in diapers. And of course, if you your child is eight or 10 or 12 or 15 now, you can start today wherever they are, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do things like teach them about what intuition is, how, how to trust their gut. And I talk about all these in my books and, and I'll be talking about it in the online course. But if you teach them about their, how to trust their gut and their own intuition, you're giving them a magic key that will help them in almost any situation. Once they learn how to check in with their gut or even the, the parent in their head, you know, if you teach your children, what would you know, think about what I would tell you to do in this situation? And your voice is in their head already, anyway. But if you teach them to consciously do that and to consciously check in with their gut first before they do something, and if it feels okay and, and it aligns with their more their morals and, and intuition, then go for it. And if it doesn't, they need to extract themselves from that situation immediately. The other is to help them set strong boundaries, and this there are exercises you can do with your child to help them establish what those boundaries are. Everything from we don't have to hug someone, we you know even grandma if you don't want to. You don't have to allow anyone to touch you. You don't have to tolerate bad behavior. You don't have to let someone talk to you in a a mean way. And teach them not only what the boundaries are, but then how to use their moxie to take action to defend those boundaries. So you can teach them they can say no. If Jackson, if I'd known that I could say no to the people who were hurting me when I was a child, most of the things that happened to me never would have occurred because I was not going to tell. I was clearly a child who was desperate for attention and affection and was not going to tell. And that's why I was victimized so many times. And so if I had been given that permission to say no to adults and other kids, because this is a tip for parents, um, a child is more likely to be molested by another kid than they are by a parent. Hmm. And so you can't just think that they're, and and the other thing is, is that strangers are responsible for less than 7% of crimes against kids. And when it comes to kidnapping, for example, we think kids are being plucked off street corners by strangers. In 2018, only 65 kids were kidnapped by complete strangers. The rest of the time they were runaways or throwaways or they were uh, kidnapped by non-custodial parents or other relatives or people they knew. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of misconceptions out there that i talk about in my books and I try to set things straight so that parents have a realistic picture of what's true Right. And then they know how to follow the advice I share to empower their kids so that their kids know when their boundaries are being violated. They know when their intuition is going off like a fire alarm. Right. And they know how to take action.
1: Well, you bring up an important fact too about the the stats and we are not going to talk about the detailed stats for those who are listening, but you know, you you can do your own due diligence to gain clarity around realities. And one of the things that CJ said was being kidnapped by the non-custodial parent. And I do take issues with with that reality um, because my and and don't get me wrong. I understand there's parents that you have to be protected from. My dad kidnapped my brothers one summer to bring them down. And it was his custodial right to have the children. And and his um, his ex-wife had called the cops. And so when the cops pulled him over with the children, he said, I'm their dad. Um, You know, this is this is my time with them. They let him go. Um, they, they let him bring my brothers mm-hmm. down to to see me. Um, and, and so the world has become a little bit more uh, restrictive in, in relation to that, too. Again, mm-hmm. not to say that there aren't horror stories. That's why, you know, mm-hmm. we, we sometimes um, lean towards I'd rather stop fully at the stop sign than California roll through it. Or that's why I'm going to get a ticket for it because a mm-hmm. freak accident that something happens. Um, right. It's devastating and it, and it, and it looks bad to society beyond blah blah, blah. And, and it's hard. So I want to, I want to talk about one other angle on this. And that's, it's one thing to prepare kids yeah. to know that they don't have to yeah. accept hugs, uh, right? Or they, they have that healthy boundary. Mm-hmm. It's another to scare the living daylights out of a child and reinforce that time and time again like a toothbrushing experience we're like okay tomorrow you don't have to hug grandma tomorrow you don't have to go to grandma tomorrow you don't have to go like like yeah. what's that child going to think they're going to be traumatized about that relationship mm-hmm. because we took the instruction too far right there's, a, there's an a anxious
0: person. parent can make can make for an anxious child mm-hmm. um you know you want to what i recommend in my books is that you have monthly family meetings where the family all sits together. They have they have pizza during the meeting or after the meeting or whatever. And, and everybody takes turn being the leader and the timekeeper and the secretary and all that stuff, even for kids as young as five. And you talk about, you help the family get on the same page about what, vac- what you're going to do for vacation and whether you get a puppy, but you also have a body safety topic of the month where you talk about something simple and you have a conversation about it. And then, you move on. But there's also opportunities for daily sharing. You don't want to, you don't want to do what you, you were saying, Jackson, which is hit it over and over and over again and make your child terrified of the world because the world is not as dangerous as we think it is. But you do want to give them enough information that they know what they're doing. Yep. And so with a few strategic Tips, like if you're going, uh, they're going to their friend's house to spend the night or whatever, you know, you can call me and have and and you can even call me if you feel uncomfortable or afraid, you can call me and I'll come get you. You can even lie and say that you feel sick to your stomach and I'll come pick you up. That's a conversation you have one time. And then every time they go to their friend's house after that to spend the night, you say, remember, you can call me. Right. Just just that little see that little reminder. But you don't have to be a dead horse and scare your kid to death.
1: Right. Correct. And, you know, and I don't think I, I think every family has a different boundaries, too. Right. In terms mm-hmm. of what's acceptable and what's not. I'm an I'm a no uh, I'm a no sleepover guy mm-hmm. um, due to my experiences with sleepovers yep. growing up. Yeah. Um, and, so like, <laughs> and, you know, my 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 ex, uh, my first ex-wife, she's she's OK with the sleepover stuff. And it's, it's so hard, um, you know, to, mm-hmm. to balance the realities that, OK, we have we have yeah. different healthy boundaries and I've got to now I've got to prepare my kids in this situation. Now, you you said this quote and it it's what defines the difference between a concerned parent and an expert is, is you know, where to go to for your glossary of like confidence and how to help an anxious, an anxious parent can make for an anxious child. Uh, I'll be the first to admit if you haven't caught it in my shows, I'm an anxiety person person like I I deal with anxiety my um in our relationship we both deal with that from different angles um too so I asked that question from my own selfish desire of okay how do I how do I help my child when the stranger danger aspect is so predominantly pronounced uh, you know, on the other side of the equation, how do I balance that out and help them understand that the world's not as dark and scary as as they may be indoctrinated? On the flip side, to throw myself under the bus, too, my first child is, uh, we're in church, right? So there's these big, heavy doors, and she's playing in this little foyer that's, like, silent. It's cool because she can make as much noise as she wants. It's not affecting church, so I'm out there playing with her, and I'm watching from the couch, and I see the door starting to shut and her little finger. Is going to get caught in this heavy door right so helicopter dad mode. boom superman jumps up i hit that door to oh, open what i didn't take into effect into account was the bottom of the door so i saved her finger i crushed her toes oh no <laughs> yeah so she, she all of her toes all ten of them boom start bleeding you know i did it oh it was, it was so awful and i was like oh my gosh she wouldn't have lost her finger. She would have been fine. My overreaction completely made this a mess. Um, we're we're all susceptible, um, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to making these types of mistakes. What- it's a
0: little bit like uh, oh, like yeah. foreigners imagine in the United States that we have that they'll get if they come to our country they'll get shot instantly. I mean that that right. there are constantly go- shootings going on. Right. There are all shootings True. going on that you need to be aware of, but it's not the level of threat that people on the outside perceive it to be. And it's very much the same way with the parenting and, and the dangers to our kids. Parents, some parents believe, don't don't look at the dangers at all and are oblivious to it. They put their head in the sand. Other parents are obsessed with the dangers and can't let them go. And there's a happy medium. There's a happy medium you can find where you are educating your child and empowering your child and giving them the confidence they need without scaring them to death.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if you're in that situation where you've you've kind of, you're trying to be the voice of happy medium reason. What, what, what are some tools as a parent that you can, you can utilize to to balance that equation out?
0: Well, the daily sharing is an exercise. You know, your kids come home at the end of the day, just like you, if, if you go to work and you have a bad day, you come home and you vent to your spouse or your partner. And it feels good to do that to just let it off your chest. Well, our kids mm-hmm. need the same thing too. And if we're trying to make dinner and fiddle on our phone while they're trying to talk to us, they're going to check out. They're going to stop talking to us. Or if we say, how was your day, sweetheart? And they say, fine. And we just let it go with that. Your, his day wasn't fine. It was filled with epic fails and laughter and mistakes and all kinds of things that you could, that, that are great to talk about because there are learning opportunities. And yeah. so those daily sharing opportunities are a great way to stay, to keep your child's pulse, to find which, which on,
1: book be of yours dives into the daily sharing the most, all, all
0: three it's... of the parenting books. Um, I have three books for parents, uh, Badass Parenting, which is not PG-rated. Heroic Parenting, okay. which is PG-rated. Those two books are for parents and kids. Nine. Okay. And then Raising Badass Kids, The Sappy Parent's Guide to Predator-Proofing Tweens and Teens is coming out in mid-January.
1: Okay.
0: And wow. all of them cover the daily sharing and the monthly family meetings. They're basically, they all cover the same kind of content Although I will say that I have a chapter in the new book on how to teach your children about sexual consent that is probably the most important thing I've ever written. But.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, okay, that's good. Um, and again, I'm kind of thinking selfishly on this path, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> where am I with my Heroic
0: Parenting um, is a book for you.
1: Heroic Parenting, cool. Yes, I, I'm, I'm going to get it. Um, it's, and that that aspect, you know, when my, when my children were in kindergarten and, and first grade, uh, one of my challenges was, I kind of expected that by the time they were three, we would be able to play chess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a second, this doesn't work. Add water, Uh,
0: just add water. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) And, and so as we start talking about school, you know, I'm getting these fine answers. You're like, it was good. But like, they just, you know, they're, they're kindergarten. They want to talk about Paw Patrol, you know, or what's coming next, not necessarily what's in the past. That's where open-ended
0: questions really become important instead of saying, you know, how was your day? It's like, what did you learn today? Did anything funny happen? Did anybody get hurt? Did anybody get sad? It was what made you happiest Mm -hmm. kind of roses and thorns things about what what was the the hardest part of your day? And what was the best part of your day? Questions like that invite conversation. Yeah. And and don't shut it down.
1: True. True. Absolutely. And I've noticed too, as they get, they get older, they have more, more patience for the, for the process. Um, You know, again, versus like, I thought we were going to go get ice cream, <laughs> you know, or I, I want to do this now. Um, and, and I, I was like, man, I just want to be the, can't you just let me be the concerned parent, <laughs> you know, the parent that's trying to understand the day. Um, but it's, that was, that was definitely a challenge for me. Um, all right. So with, uh, we got a couple minutes left, um, which I'm excited about because we got more time to dive in than we normally do. Um, protecting kids. What, what other aspects can, what other things can parents be aware of that's not talked about enough online?
0: I would say it's bullying. Mm. Bullying has always existed. As long as there have been humans walking this earth, there has, there have been bullies and people, you know, schools like to tout their zero to, zero bullying policy, zero tolerance bullying policies, but there's no such thing in North Carolina, for example, like six years ago, North Carolina reported zero bullying incidents whereas 30-something percent of kids report bullying incidents. So, so there's a disconnect, clearly. Absolutely. One of the exciting things is, is there's a way your child can t- train bullies to leave them alone. And so there are, there's so much that can be done. That I, There's so much content in the books and in the online course that I'm getting ready to put together. And if I had a vision for parents, it would be that every parent was required to read one of these books, not necessarily just my books, but a book on how to teach your kid about these kinds of things, um, so that they are more confident, they are savvier, they are more empowered, and they can be safer kids as a result. Parents have so much power to make their kids safer.
1: Absolutely. So this, the book that has the bullying concept, which which book?
0: All three books.
1: All three books as well. All three books. For her, the only for thing her different
0: about race, about the, uh, the third book, the one for teens and t- tweens and teens, is that I... Do not cover abductions, but I do cover sex trafficking, and I also have the additional chapter on um, how to teach a child about sexual consent. Okay. But otherwise, the books all have the same basic content of who the predators are, what the dangers are, how to teach them about um, cyberbullying, and what to teach them, and and what it, and in the in heroic parenting and badass parenting, I actually break it down by age group. How do because how you talk to a three year old, your three year old is very different than how you would talk to your twelve year old.
1: Right. So in, in 2024 what does bullying look like going into oh, the- There
0: There's so many different types of bullying and now that the online world is our reality kid um, anybody any person will say and do things online that they wouldn't necessarily do in person And so with that veil of anonymity, kids especially will say and do things to troll and humiliate and harass and bully other kids. And the bad, the worst of it is, is that other kids will join in partly because they don't want to be the next target, so they will join in with the bully. Right. And partly because they don't feel a sense of responsibility because it's online and, and you know really it's almost invisible at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a real danger that no accountability,
1: and so they're, no they're le- and then you're learning bullying techniques. From the best to the best,
0: yes. Uh, right,
1: you have access to uh, just like a, you know when I was growing up playing the trumpet, you know I, I could listen to uh, you know Dizzy Gillespie, you know or, or Louis Armstrong, whatever CD I had, right? I couldn't download whatever music. I, now I can go to YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. I can I can put in trumpet and I can see people do things. that will teach you exactly what to do to make that happen. Like you're instantly mm-hmm. learning amazing things and extremely harmful. for good or ill. Yeah, things as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really glad you you brought that up. Um, Another bowling instance that comes to mind. I had a friend um, in his early 30s when he was having a birthday. He went on to th- to Reddit and he oh, no. roasted him for his birthday. He said he said I want you guys to roast me. And this is a gentleman who struggled with self confidence. And I told him like, dude, delete it. I was like, you're what are you doing to yourself? You know why mm-hmm. why are you asking people to do this to you? Um, because and, and so roasting is. For parents who don't know, that's, you know, hey, make jokes about me or this person, um, mm-hmm. you know, that are as bad as possible to make this person, you know, feel lit on fire. Um, I imagine mm-hmm. that that's happening um, with, yeah. with children as well. Yeah.
0: And, and you know, girls do not get a pass on the bullying because they oh, their sure. relational bullying is some of the worst because it's emotional and it's so emotionally damaging. I mean, you know, a bully can shake his fist in your face and it scares you and it's traumatic. But these girls who can do these, not just girls, of course, boys do it as well, but but use the exclusion tactic yeah. to take somebody and make them the pariah of the school hmm. that can follow a child all the way through the rest of their school career.
1: Right. You know, it's scary. Yeah. It, it, it is. Absolutely. But
0: there are things they can do
1: then. Yep. And then there's a the manipulation of imagery as well, that's, that's becoming more common with, it with AI more. and stuff like that. So educating ourselves is the empowerment towards helping our children understand mm-hmm. what's going on in the world, which leads them to feel much more confident, much safer, and be protected. And I, I got so much out of this conversation. I know our audience oh, did too, CJ. So I just want to thank you for being on Vision Pros Live. Anybody who's listening in too, if you have a vision to share, it doesn't always have to be entrepreneurship um, you know, or related to uh business it could be about protecting children it could be about saving the wells etc feel free to apply to be on the show cj do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share before we go oh i think i lost i just a
0: bit i just want to say that the techniques i teach the advice i give is so simple and it's so doable and I would encourage all the listeners who love a child, whether it's your own or somebody else's, to learn these techniques. Because you could literally save a child from being abused or molested or bullied or worse. I mean, there are real dangers out there, but they don't have to, you know, you, you can make your child not predator-proof because that's a promise you can't, obviously I cannot keep, but you sure can make them a whole lot safer. And that is worth every bit of effort you can put into it.
1: I love that. Absolutely. And on that, that higher end note too, uh, building kids, helping kids become more confident leads to more success and better feelings for them as well. So yes, better options all the way through adulthood. We're good as well. So everybody have a fantastic rest of your day. And thanks for joining us on Vision Pros Live. We'll see you on the next episode.